1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, We will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments, allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Dr. Vic, and before we jump on to this awesome interview I had with Sarah Prout, I want to first say just thank you for tuning in and and checking out the podcast, and uh, really great to have you on. Um, this interview was really great. Um, Sarah is just an awesome individual, open-hearted, very humble, and she, she has an amazing, amazing story of what she went through, how she pulled herself out of that, and really transformed her life and really manifested um, things in her life and how she could. You know, Sarah is the host of the Journey to Manifestation Manifesting podcast, and she's the co-founder of the Manifesting Academy. She's a motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and writer. Um, Cosmopolitan Magazine named her the Manifestation Guru. Which is really cool. Her message is that you can manifest through your connection to the universe and empowering your emotions. And she has inspired millions of people across the globe to create magic in their lives. Sarah believes in magic, limitless possibilities, energy management, crystals, seeking joy in each moment, and the power of transformation. You will grasp that in this episode as we dive in and go through her story, manifesting, manifesting, the purpose behind it, how can we do that, and so much more. I highly recommend, check this out. Let me know what you think. If you like the the interview, let us know. Shoot some comments. Um, Really great interview today, and I can't wait. No further ado. Let me go ahead and introduce you guys to Sarah Prout. So Sarah, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm glad we're able to connect. I, I've been uh, excited to have you on. I have so many questions to ask. I did my little research ahead of time. Um, mm-hmm. We have a, a lot of synchronicity, so I'm really uh, excited to, to dive in um, as we, we go along in this next uh, hour or so.
2: Mm-hmm. That'd be great.
0: <laughs> so you have a really profound story, and I I, I love your story uh, of where you where you came to where you became how you did all that as a single mom and all those things. So um, I would love to know, like, if you could just, I don't even know where you want to start, but <laughs> I, I'm just going to let you take the, the 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 baton on this, and I'm going to just ask questions as we go in. But how how did you do it? How did it all begin?
2: Oh. That's such a, a big question. So <laughs> leave, leaving uh, 10 years of domestic violence behind me was very challenging. And, and the, the part that I get asked a lot is, why did you leave? You know, was it the pain? Was it the emotional distress? But it was really loneliness and knowing that I needed to connect with other people and play a bigger game in life. So I really needed to build up the confidence to believe in myself. And I knew that if I could do that, then I could show other people how to do that as well. That's something I don't often talk about because it's like, it was such a a struggle. It was a very painful journey to even just to feed my kids on a daily basis. You know, there were some days food didn't make it to the table or I didn't know how I was going to pay the bills or, uh, you know, the things that come up when you're, when you're struggling financially and emotionally and you're dealing with the fallout of dismantling a relationship and divorce. Because as we know, like divorce is extremely stressful. And I just decided to take one day at a time, and those days all added up to get me to where I am today.
0: That's awesome. And and how did <laughs> you, you know, making that choice? Because you know domestic violence—that's that, a—that's a tough position to be in. And yeah, um, I, I'm assuming it takes a lot of strength. You have to face a lot of fears to break out of that. Um, was it just? Was it really like the loneliness that just? You, it, it just kept getting deeper and deeper within to where you're like, I'm done? Or what was that shift mindset wise?
2: Uh, Mindset wise, it was the awareness that my children were defending me and setting boundaries during these arguments. Now, at the, at the end, it was mutual violence, which I don't tell a lot of people, but it was, you know, I was just so desperate in trying to feel seen and heard. And, you know, it was all sorts of dysfunction in a lot of different directions. But it was when I could see my children were able to set these healthy boundaries and know not to cross these lines. I thought, well, they can do it. And they were, my daughter was only three or four at the time. My son was five years older. It was It was tricky. So I, I realized, okay, I have to leave because I'm not a good role model for them it's safer to leave than it is to destroy them with this way of being.
0: I love that. I think that's very powerful. Wow. Um, and when it, when it came, you know, cause it's, it's, it, you're in a state of survival in a sense yeah. and, yeah. um, how, you know, what was the, the, The thing to like break through, I know you said the loneliness was there. Was there anything Mm -hmm. else that kind of like, you know, just shifted that gear and said, you know, I got to get out of this. I'm done with the survival mode.
2: I'm done with all that. Well, I started to feel a sense of who I was because I I found my voice on social media. So this was back in, 2009, 2010. So it was very much the early days of Facebook, Twitter, and interacting with people that you don't know online that wasn't like the AOL chat rooms of like the (laughs) mid-2000s. So (laughs) I could see people finding uh, value in what I was offering because I was just so eager to connect with people that I could see that that was a vehicle for communication and for business growth. And back in 2009, I had over 20,000 followers on Twitter. So this was before, uh, you know, it hit, it hit the mainstream media and you'd see like that, the Twitter updates on the news screen. This was all before those days. And so I naturally started gaining attention, but well, why have you got so many followers Sarah? And it was really because I was so lonely. I would just love and feed off connecting with people and getting curious about what was going on in their lives and how I could show up and support them. And that was building my sense of self-esteem in a way that I wasn't able to use my voice at home. And so social media was really the key to my freedom.
0: I love that. That's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the research I do, I, I always hear about, you know, uh, social media and the negative side of things. This is a, this is a very, I know there is positives and this is one of yeah. them. You're a living proof <laughs> of that. Um, that. I mean, because it does create a sense of community and things like that. And it just helps individuals too. So um, mm-hmm. that's really, really cool. Um, how did you then get into the manifestation side of things? what? What kind of gears shifted towards that?
2: Well, I had always loved meditation and metaphysics and the more mystical sides of life. I always incorporated that into my my day to day experience, but it was really out of necessity that I started to get curious about manifesting and how I could intentionally get my uh, own my path out of suffering, self perpetuated suffering. So I began to see that that was closely linked with how I was feeling, and those feelings would then raise my vibration and then attract in different possibilities. So I uh, when I was leaving my first marriage, I decided on a Friday that I wanted to leave. And I thought, okay, the universe is going to give me an inspired idea. And then I thought, okay, so I've got all these followers. I could do a coaching program and charge $1,000 for 12 people to work with me one-on-one via Skype for three months. And so I made that decision on a Friday. And by the Monday, I had $12,000 in my PayPal account that funded my move out of that household. And so I believe that when you're brave enough to make a a firm decision, the universe will step up and support you in that process. So that's really when I started to see, hey, this works. (laughs) And if I could keep that momentum building, then I could build my life. And what I didn't realize is that there were so many ups and so many downs, and that that was the, the blessing in the lesson, that if I could guide my energy, manage my emotions, face daily hardship with gratitude and appreciation, that was harnessing the essence of manifestation.
0: I love that. And I love hearing stories like that because, you know, I always say that the universe is always um, working for you Mm -hmm. and it has your, it has your greatest interest always in mind. And, you know, was it, you know, I, I teach a lot of this stuff also, and I get a lot of questions. I don't know if you do get the same where it's about like, you know, you get someone who has that success, they get it. And then things just start exploding so fast. And then you get other people who are like, I'm trying to do the same thing, but I'm not getting those results. What is something mm. that you would tell them? Like, why does it, what is the interfering factor that doesn't allow for an individual to experience the manifestation that they want?
2: It's placing the illusion of success as a future destination and not just as, as it goes, you know, it's the journey, not the destination, but it really is. It's all about those milestones, celebrating and honoring every tiny step to get you to that final goal. The other piece of awareness is the fact that we are always manifesting. Manifesting is not just something that you know happens when the Ferrari <laughs> rolls into <laughs> your, your driveway or you, you know put the sold sticker on the dream home. It, it's about the awareness that we are always creating. That just taking your next breath is a manifestation. And so, with that as a, a level of awareness, you can incorporate that to play at a bigger level and then to start intentionally manifesting and guiding your directions, because it's not the thing. It's the feeling. We're so trained to believe that it's the soulmate or the relationship or the job promotion, but it's actually the feeling. And you can have that now, as soon as you realize that it's all about the joy that you can bring to the present moment.
0: I love how you bring up the feeling aspect, because I feel like that gets left out too much.
2: Mm -hmm. It really does.
0: And it's it's one of those things where it's just like I, I, I share a lot about like you got to get emotionally involved. It's that mm-hmm. that magnetic uh, energy. Um, mm-hmm. Do you focus on certain emotions when it comes to manifestation? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you like when you when you set that intention? I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna do, and and I'm gonna set it up for twelve people, thousand mm-hmm. dollars, three months, this and that. Did you tie a certain emotion? Was there a certain feeling? Did you think of like, is there a process you go through when it comes to it?
2: Well, back then it was just pure survival mode. <laughs> I, I think I was like <laughs> in, in full-on fight or flight mode that I knew that I needed to do something. So I believe that was all done very unconsciously. And it's, I mean, that was 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. this is really now uh, bringing a new level of conscious awareness to the process. Mm-hmm. So what I would say now is that I bring joy to what I do. Or I get comfortable and curious with the uncertainty. And this is what sabotages so many people when it starts to get tough, when they get, they start to feel those feelings of anxiety or fear or depression or like it's never going to happen. That's really the most conscious creation point. That if you lean into that and get curious about what it's teaching you, then what you want is on the other side of that.
0: Is that like facing your fears, getting, getting into the state of, uh, you know, I, always get, I was always taught, you know, get uncomfortable every single day, uh, things along those lines?
2: Yeah, it is. It's getting comfortable with the uncertainty and knowing that whatever unfolds is meant to be because we have this illusion that we have control over what's happening. And, and if not, then we're defeated by that. But if we embrace the hardship as a path of empowerment, then we can actually consciously create at a much higher level.
0: I love that. You're speaking my love language over here. Love this stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm actually, uh, I'm writing a book right now. That's what you just said is like the summary of a lot of it of what I'm pulling oh, together. Wow. Um, but yeah. And how much, you know, when it comes to, you said that, you know, i want to just go back to the, the, the manifesting and how we're always manifesting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they in neurology and neuroscience, we we look at it from a perspective that the mind is always listening to every thought, every word, um, every action that you do. It's recording, um, mm-hmm. and I, we we translate that into the universe also, and say, well, the universe is doing the exact same thing. Um, mm-hmm. Would you agree on that? That the universe is always listening. It's always whatever you're doing is always focusing on where you're at, your vibe, your motion, your thoughts, and so much
2: absolutely and i'd say that as much as it's the mind it's also the heart so brain and heart are very inextricably linked and also the gut the stomach you know like these <laughs> these are all these beautiful intuitive centers that we don't pay that much attention to we believe that life's happening to us rather than through us and for us and that the universe speaks to us through our natural intuitive faculties
0: I love it. And I know you have a book out. Um, I was looking it up and reading into <laughs> it. Um, I'm, I'm, it's 200, I believe, just correct me if I'm wrong, 200 uh, meditations, right? Many meditations?
2: Many, med- many meditations for instant manifestations. Well,
0: we're going to dive into that in just a second. But do you practice, do you have a practice for meditation for yourself?
2: Yes, every day. Uh, and And it's spontaneous as well. So I believe that meditation doesn't just have to be sitting down and you having a very rigid pose. it could be just mindfulness that you have while you're folding the laundry or doing the dishes or playing with your kids
0: I love that and that and that's something that I, and again, you're speaking my love language because <laughs> when you talk meditation, I don't know if people give you this kind of perspective. they'll be like, "Well, I don't know if I can sit for fifteen, twenty minutes or you know or an hour or something like that, and I always mm-hmm. tell people it's it, it's all about your just focus, being as you said mindful, just being mm-hmm. in that moment, um,
2: yeah. Yeah. And then there's the next piece, which is connection to the universe, to a higher power and remembering that we're, we are all part of that higher power.
0: And when you connect to that power, is there like a feeling you get? Is there something that you that you experience when you're connecting to that higher power?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I do. And it's really hard to translate that because I believe that we all have our own unique connection and conversation with the universe, but it's an important one to have. It's like, having a phone, a smartphone and not plugging it into the charger (laughs) to load up the battery. And I believe that if we looked at it like that, then we would do it more often and that, you know, we're not going to remember to do that all the time, but when we do, it really starts to make life more exciting, more fun, and more opportunities begin to show up. And as you were saying earlier, those synchronicities begin to happen and unfold.
0: Yes, totally. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. And with, with your, um, <clears throat> excuse me. With your book, with uh, the mini meditations and everything, it, you know, instant manifestations. As you said earlier, uh, we, we were chatting a little bit about just how quick things can happen. We don't have to worry about the future; it, it could be mm-hmm. in the now. It, is that something that you see often with people that they're just so focused about the end goal in mind? They're just so focused on that instead of instantly attracting things in the moment.
2: Yeah. So, so with the book, it's called Dear Universe and it is about that connection point with the universe, but the 200 mini meditations are actually emotions. So there are 100 fear-based meditations and then there are a hundred love-based meditations. So you ask yourself, Hey, what am I feeling right now? So you might be feeling anxious or depressed or lonely, and you can look that up inside the book and there's either a piece of wisdom or one of my really personal stories, <laughs> or, uh, which I'm very, very open and vulnerable about. And then there's a connection point. So you can spark that conversation with the universe and remember your power to do so. So th- the idea is to move through the experience, but to give yourself a moment to feel that. And that's something that we don't do very often, We, especially in the personal development industry. We want to push the negativity to the side. We want to, uh, you know, like deny that we have these fears or insecurities. But if we just stopped and we're like, okay, this is happening for me right now. What can I learn from this? What's the blessing? Then you move through it a lot faster. And so with the book, it's like a choose your own adventure. You get to choose how you want to feel.
0: <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's good stuff. I'll definitely have to uh, check it out. Especially I like when you were saying about the whole different mood thing. If you're angry at this yeah. or that, here you go. And if you're on the opposite end of that, here you go.
2: And it's okay, you know, like in a relationship, if you're feeling angry or upset, like your partner tries to fix you, tries to guide you to a better space. And you're like, no, I just need to feel right now.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you're talking about the men more than the women when it comes to this one <laughs> about the fixing.
2: Well, <laughs> am I?
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, Maybe. For, the, for, for the most part, I will say, I'll say for the most part, men love to fix things. If they are a left uh individual. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's about honoring the difference between us.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I, uh, mm-hmm. In my chiropractic office, we we focus a lot on left brain and right brain weaknesses, and we uh, we educate a lot on uh, um, if you have a left brain dominant individual, um, mm-hmm. they they will uh, try to fix things. They'll try to you know, and they don't speak much. With, you know, like men are mostly like this. Uh, we yes. we're very nonverbal, and when we we try to become verbal, um, it actually puts us deeper in a hole than anything else. <laughs> we're <laughs> just not that way. But, but like women are the opposite. Women are very verbal. They want to talk things out for the most part. Most women are because it's just, most women are right brain dominant. Um, yeah. but what's funny about it is though women though, it, it, since the, the language, um, is on the left side of the brain for speaking, men will hear what their woman says and, or someone who's a right brain dominant and they'll go back and repeat the words. And then the most, I'm just going to stick with women because it's mostly that, um, they'll be like, no, that's not what I said. I meant this. But like, you literally <laughs> just said this. Yes, but I meant this. And then, and then you repeat that. They're like, no, maybe it wasn't that. It was this. And it just goes down this whole cascade.
2: <laughs> and you're not hearing me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we've all been there. So I, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but I think I think there's a beauty what you're bringing up about, you know, getting in, it's okay to have those emotions. It's okay to, have those experience? I agree with you so much about the self-help and the, the self-development um, arenas. They're always like, mm-hmm. ignore the negative, focus on the positive. Um, mm-hmm. and, and instead of embracing that, I mean, would you, I mean, I don't know about for you, I'll, I'll ask you this question. Do you think that, you know, when, when you do have those down moments, those negative emotions or just quote unquote bad days or bad things, if you want to call it, um, mm-hmm. which I don't believe nothing's bad, but Um, But one of those, do you you believe that's like one of your best teachers? And if so, why do you think
2: that? Well, I and to be very clear, I think there's a big difference between allowing the emotion to dwell and to fester, so to speak, versus just acknowledging it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying get depressed or acknowledge that you're depressed (laughs) and stay there. (laughs) I want to be really clear. because, But just getting curious about the fact that the emotion has something to teach you. And I believe that our emotions are our biggest teachers. And and we see this through children. I mean, I'm a mother of four, so I have like the, the full range of the emotional spectrum happening all the time. Oh, yes you and, do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, what's this mm-hmm. teaching me right now? What do they need? How how are they feeling? And how can I honor them through that process? So and and again, you know, it's especially in relationships, which are the greatest vehicle for our spiritual transformation. Mm-hmm. we we get curious about what's showing up on each moment and and sometimes like you're shifting gears all over the place, you know, sometimes 10 times in five minutes. And it's like, okay, just take a moment, (laughs) feel what you need to feel. (laughs) It'll be okay. (laughs) Dear universe, help me out here.
0: (laughs) I love it. Why, Why do you think people fear the, or dislike or avoid the, I would say the dark side, but those heavy emotions or things that make them uncomfortable?
2: Well, I mean, it's like a video game. The best and funnest part of a video game is like those harder levels right before you finish the game. And Mm -hmm. it's no different. Like you you kind of, you want to do it, but you're stuck on that level before you can get the trophy or whatever it is. (laughs) And I feel like that's exactly the same when it comes to our emotions, that they are the gatekeepers to a next level and layer of awareness. But we don't see them as that. We see them as something to avoid. But if we lean in with curiosity, like the, the magic that unlocks on the other side of that curiosity is amazing.
0: I love that. Yeah, for everyone listening out there, you know, let these emotions, you know, as you said, you're being clarifying, you know, there's a difference between pain and suffering, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. I I always say pain is always going to be there. Um, It comes in random forms, but it's there to teach you to be present. And it's something that you can learn from and move on. Suffering Mm -hmm. is a choice where you're like, I want to stay here. I don't want to, this is where I need to, I'm going to be in this emotion. I'm going to let this dwell. I'm going to let it manifest. I'm going to let it, Mm -hmm. you know, take me down the negative spiral, in other words.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if it's appearing, it already has manifested. <laughs> I mean, that's what's <laughs> so funny. We, we forget that the present moment has manifested. This is this is how we got here. This is what happened, and and that's really that's another conversation um, about the difficult things that manifest in life as to whether we created them. Like this is where it gets like there's that that blurry line of you know what the universe is delivering into our experience to learn from versus what we have consciously created.
0: And how much do you think we are the creators altogether of it? And mm-hmm. how much do you think it's the universe? Well, that's man. Yeah, I'm just going to go with it. The universe is, um, uh, giving to us. Cause we need to learn
2: something. I think Where's it's it? both. Okay. I, I think it's like, we co-signed a contract. <laughs> 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 we co-wrote the book. You know, there's no separation that. or delineation between the two.
0: Well, how much do you like, you know, because I tell people sometimes like, you know, you always, you know, quantum physics has shown that the you ever heard of the observer, observer effect? Yes. Right. Yeah. So, you know how that goes. So, it's, it's that one thing. And I always tell people that this is you create by what you see, what you focus, what you want to perceive. Mm-hmm. And but at the same token, uh, sometimes they're like, yeah, but I didn't ask for this or that. Um, or I didn't, you know, I didn't want to experience this part of things. And I'm like, sometimes there's, uh, there's, there's other aspects. You you signed a contract. I love when you said that word. Um, (laughs) I'm like, there are, there are other things that you've, you've chosen that you may not realize in the physical, but there's also other elements that play a role in that, uh, to make sure that you do go along this course. Um, Mm -hmm. how much do you believe in that or, uh, uh, um, that essence of it?
2: Uh, I believe that on some level, I don't even know what level it is. And if anyone says <laughs> that they know, then, you know, <laughs> I'll bet you 10 bucks that they don't know for sure either.
1: But, but it.
2: Here's the thing, like, I think that things happen, everything that manifests is for a reason. And especially when it comes to that, the success or the, you know, the, the elevated roles that we want to fulfill in life. I don't think I've met anybody that hasn't traveled difficult situations to get to where they are today. I haven't met anybody that's perceived as successful that hasn't, you know, had a loved one that's died or had to deal with an illness or overcome adversity in some way, shape, or form. And that it's part of our story and our journey that I believe we're here on earth to learn and to grow. And that we're here for that specific reason of getting comfortable with the uncertainty.
0: I agree with you a hundred percent there. And, and uh, I was always, you know, I've been told, you know, back in my days of spiritual uh, energy medicine and my training and all that, it was always like the farther down you go, the higher up you're going to become. You know, the, the, the ones with the, with, with the, the heart, hardships of different stories mm-hmm. are going to have the higher, that's, it becomes more powerful. So even though you, uh, there's a quote, I can't remember it, but it's, it's one of those things where you, the more you've taken on in your life, the more it gives you substance to really create massive change.
2: Yeah, the tide can't come in unless it goes out. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) tsunami. (laughs) (laughs) Run.
0: (laughs) Well, because you you've been through that, you know. You've went through what you've gone through. I mean, and and you've turned around from that. Like some people will let that destroy them. Some people would let that. You know, we talked about the suffering or you know, staying in that state. And a lot of people would you know let that take them away. Versus, I'm going to take this and turn this around.
2: Yes, and like, that doesn't mean i don't have lessons to still learn and oh that's no yeah it's like it's like you got that lesson it's like uh i don't know who said this but it's like leaving one relationship for another and then you start to notice that the same things are happening <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I the same lessons are there but they keep on like jumping up and going hey i'm here i need to be healed again <laughs> <laughs> it's like a different mask or a different iteration and so it's just getting comfortable with that and realizing that you can be really successful and really happy at the same time as dealing with some very deep personal and painful issues.
0: I love it. And I always think there's always, I don't know if you're in your experiences, I know for mine, things always come back in full circle, but in a way where um, maybe through painful relationships, childhood stuff or not, and it comes back around and I'm like, I thought I healed from this. And then next thing you know, there's like a whole new layer that I'm going, where did that come from?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's yeah. that un- it's that onion effect. You know the layers of the onion. <laughs> Peel it, and then there's another one, and then there's another one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you ever get to the middle of the core where there's no more layers?
2: it's like a never-ending onion <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a pretty big onion <laughs> yeah <laughs> um no I totally agree with you there I think I think and I think that's whole part of like uh I was talking with someone about that and they were just like they were kind of frustrated with life and they're like I'm just t- I mean I love the lessons but I'm tired of the lessons and it, it's, they were just burnt out and I looked and I said you know the, the moment you have no more layers to work on is the moment you won't be here anymore So at least in the physical aspect, so I was like, so just embrace the moment and uh, be blessed that you even have those opportunities still to grow.
2: Yeah. I'm really curious why we forget our own mortality. Like we we forget that we're all going to leave sometime. It's really interesting because if we remembered that more often, then maybe we wouldn't get so triggered by our partner, not, you know, putting the toilet seat down or whatever, you know, like we were like, I don't know why that was the first thing that.
0: My head, but, uh. it, it creates a lot of relationship issues. I hear you. Attention, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's one of those things, you know, and, and I, I agree with you. I think I, like I, I was telling, um, I, I've said this often. If someone holds a grudge, they forget, they think they're going to live forever. And yeah. it's one of those things I think we don't put in our forefront. I don't, I don't know, maybe because society, we don't have to worry about, you know, lions coming after us anymore. We don't, mm-hmm. all our needs are met for the most part. And you can go to a grocery store, get any food you want. Um, yeah. and I think because of no more, nothing really threatening you or challenging you. I mean, the challenges now are all in the mind rather than physically for, for the most part, at least, um, mm-hmm. I think with that, you think there's just a sense of comfortableness where you just, yeah, everything's gonna be fine. I know tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and I'll be here. And, and, and even though that's not guaranteed, the ego's like, well, let me look back the last X amount of years. You're still here. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow's yeah. probably a good chance for you to be here.
2: Yeah, it's, it's an illusion. <laughs> and then we, we're so shocked when somebody gets taken out of the game. Like, <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> exactly. I mean, well, it is. It, it can be because we, we rely on our loved ones for different needs that we forget that we're going to leave someday too. No one gets out of here alive. No. <laughs> yeah,
0: not, not at all. I agree with you there. Um, yeah. So how, you know, talking about relationships and stuff, I'm just curious um, when it comes to, do you, for what would you recommend for someone who is looking to, or let's say they're in a, uh, let's go there, let's say they're in a relationship. Can they manifest the that relationship to improve? Is there any limits, in other words, mm-hmm. in manifestation?
2: There are no limits in manifestation, but if you want your relationship to improve, then you need to be willing to do the work and you both need to be willing. I think that's quite often overlooked that one person says, hey, let's call a council or let's call for some help. And the other person reluctantly gets dragged along. You both have to show up with that curiosity, how you could best serve each other and honor each other and maintain the integrity of the union because otherwise it just dies a slow death.
0: I love that. It's so true. And, and and would you agree that's with all types of manifestation when it when it comes to that? Like you just have to do the work.
2: Uh, yeah. oh, I'm reluctant to say that too, because I, I feel like there's some people that are just inherently lucky. And <laughs> things just seem to <laughs> fall in their lap and it's really easy for them. And then other people just struggle and you know, it's just painful. But I believe that we operate in two different arenas all the time. There's a choice between resistance and flow resistance Mm. is like the self-sabotage the questioning whether you're good enough so there's really that worthiness piece and then there's the flow and we get clues on how to be in that flow through the things that bring us joy or the things that make us feel really happy and connected to other people and how we can be of service so it's really like they choose your own adventure path between fear and love between resistance and flow
0: I love that. And I agree with you a hundred percent when it comes to that. Cause as I, uh, you know, as I said earlier, like, you know, the universe is always working for you. Everything's love, you know, in spiritual worlds, I always say that love is always pouring to you. You are the only person that can block the flow of what it is that you desire. Mm-hmm. Um, how does someone then stay in a state of flow? Or y- y- even before I ask that, how do you know or what feeling do you get that you're no, you know, you're in a state of flow?
2: Uh, I think it's just the appreciation of gratitude for the present moment, Going, Hey, I'm really happy right now and catching yourself in those moments. I don't know anybody that doesn't, you know, like is on a dance floor or out with friends having fun that doesn't think, Hey, this is good right now, because if it felt bad, then you'd leave. So we really have like this built in uh, discernment that, that tells us when we're on track or when we're not. And then again, it's that piece of the emotions. If things are not feeling in flow, we make ourselves wrong for not feeling that way.
0: So true, or we're like we're doing something wrong, right? Because that's something I hear often too. Like, yeah, I'm gonna, we
2: feel guilty, we're not being our best selves in that moment when we might eat like a, a big piece of cake or have too much <laughs> wine, or you know, like there's so much self-sabotage that goes on, and it's fine. You know, it's the joy that you bring to it.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's so true. So true. And so, <clears throat> when it comes to flow, it's in that state of appreciation and gratitude. Then, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. I love it. I mean, have you ever seen somebody that's feeling angry that's on a dance floor? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> or maybe you have.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking about it for a second. I'm like, uh, maybe. No, never. I I, I, I can't say that because I, I know like uh, one of the dances I love to do is like Latin dancing. And uh, uh, I always I always tell people like when I was, used to go to the salsa clubs and so forth, I always be like, I've never seen in my life someone upset while they're on the dance floor. Like sad or like a depressed that type of thing. Maybe upset. Maybe the they you know relationship gets in an argument really quick on the dance yeah. floor. Okay, that can happen. So I'm not going to rule yeah. that out. <laughs> but I mean, like just sad, depressed, like you said, angry. I, you just mm-hmm. don't see it. I've never no. had any experiences.
2: Well, that's a, it's a good thing that you know to to remind people of the fact that they can dance to get into that flow that that space of joy. Or if they don't feel comfortable doing that, doing it while no one's watching. You know, how to, yeah. <laughs> the saying goes, dance like no one's watching. Well, maybe do it when no one is watching. <laughs> I love
0: that. It, it's the way to do it. I, I, in my opinion, that's what I always say. Um, yeah. I, I even, um, you ever hear of like ec- ecstatic dance or trance dance? Uh, not trance dance, that's something to, that's more uh, EDM type stuff, but like ecstatic yeah. type dance
2: they're like the tribal stuff you see that is so far out of my comfort zone <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what's on the other side of that one.
0: <laughs> oh, you, you must try it someday oh you can do god. it at home you get when no yeah, one's I home
2: could. oh my god yeah i know i just even just thinking about it i feel like a crazy person not that i'm judging <laughs> anybody else for doing it but i feel like come on sarah <laughs> right, i love going it on here?
0: <laughs> that's hilarious yeah i used to think the same way uh two years ago i i got exposed to it and uh it was very freeing um mm-hmm. and now i'm like okay i can do this this is this is fun um but i always tell people because I'll, I'll like kind of like if i catch them like in their they're hard to break out of a shell they don't want to break like make a move i'm always like here I want you to go home, put on your favorite jams, and just dance. Make sure no one's home because I know they don't want to see anyone seeing them. And I was like, (laughs) have fun. Let loose. Be a kid. Let me know what happens after that process. And uh, it's kind of cool when they do the work. It's, It's interesting what happens.
2: Oh, I love that. It's the pattern interrupt, isn't it? It's getting them out of that—that's their heads and into their hearts or their bodies.
0: Exactly. That's the power behind it. And uh, yeah. in, in this day and age, unfortunately, I just think, and I, I'm assuming you would agree also, it's just we're too much in our heads.
2: Oh, yeah. We care so much about what other people think about us and how we're received or perceived or whether we look the part. <laughs> and it's just it's craziness
0: (laughs) it is i mean and i used to be that way you know 15 12 you know when i was a teenager i was like that and then as time went on i was like why did i care i was like i don't Mm -hmm. get it anymore um
2: yeah i believe it's a really important rite of passage though because it, it tunes you into the world around you true and then once you get a little bit older, you realize, oh well, you know, it's not really that important after all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That that is awesome. Um, anything else that you would like to add about manifestation? That we, you know, any little other tidbits? Because yeah, uh, when it comes to that,
2: oh, that it really is an opportunity to be creative. With how you connect to the universe and what the universe will deliver into your reality. So, getting curious about signs and synchronicities when they show up is a clue to sometimes the next steps of inspired action to take.
0: I like that. When it comes to signs, how do they show up?
2: It's different for everybody, uh, but I've worked with thousands upon thousands of people over the last 10 years, and there are just so many little signs of alignment that mean something personal to each person. So, for me, I see the number one hundred and eleven a lot. It's those triple-digit uh, numbers that I see all the time: 111, 222, 333. And when mm-hmm. I see those, it's like a whisper from the universe to pay attention to the present moment. I don't attach the meaning to, oh, this means I'm going to land a book deal, or this means I'm going to, you know, make a specific amount of money. But what I do see it as as an opportunity to remember my own power.
0: I like that. I know. I know a lot of people. You mentioned meaning, and I just wanted to tap, jump on that really quick. I know a lot of people when they see the the four eleven, four number ones, uh, eleven mm-hmm. eleven, they always yeah. say that's the angel speaking to them or trying yes. to make them be aware.
2: Yeah, and I agree. I, I think that it's the same thing. It's just said a different way.
0: <laughs> I, I think so. That's why I was. I mean, because I love when you said it's just teaching me to be present, be in the moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's very powerful in that sense. Um, you ever get signs like, uh, for example, what was it? Something just happened to me. I can't remember now. Um, oh man, I got to think of a couple signs here. Like I'll think of something or I'll read something, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden, a couple days later, I'll have like a patient bring it up. Or oh
2: yes, I love that. I, I get an email from
0: or email and someone's telling me about this thing. Or hey, doc, have you ever heard of this? And I'm going, all right, two three times. Universe, I got it. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's just a a reminder that you're in the flow. You're on the right track. And that there is no wrong track.
0: (laughs) True. I know, right? This is when you're on the right track of flow, but guess what? There's no wrong track. So you're always good. I like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Whether the signs show up or not. And some Mm -hmm. people will see signs and then there's the danger of looking for the signs. Yeah. And then attaching the meaning to it. But you know, like our, our creation potential is not hinged on seeing the signs. That's external validation.
0: I like that. And are those like little, like, you know, we talk about benchmarks or, you know, little like, you know, we're talking about, um, it's not about the destination, it's the little things along the way. Um, yeah. Are those like, do you see signs like that knowing just like the universe says, hey, you're good. Let me show you why. Here you go. Um, yeah,
2: it, it's cool. I, I see it. Have you ever played uh, Super Mario before?
0: Of course.
2: Yeah, well, when you get to the end of the level and you have to like jump up the flagpole and go and then you're in the next one. That's how I see the signs. (laughs)
0: Uh, I love it, especially when someone uses Super Mario Brothers for uh, an example all day long. So I'm sure. Are
2: you
0: (laughs) you big into video games? I've heard you bring up video games a couple times now.
2: That's twice. I've just been. uh, You know what? I told you that I no. I'm in my daughter's room right now recording this episode, and I think she is. So I might be picking up on some energy.
0: <laughs> so so was that a yes you're into video games or no you're not into video games.
2: That was a creative way around the big question. Uh yes, I'm into video games. <laughs> when, well, you know, when I had some spare time, you know, like Tetris or Super Mario. I'm not into like any of those like shoot 'em up games or anything. Oh, no, like
0: I hear that. you, I hear you. No, you have to have those moments. I I um uh, for me it was very hard to uh I got away from it for a while. I uh, and then all of a sudden Um, my wife's like, you know, it's okay. If you want to play a video game for a little bit, you can go. And I'm like, no, I got Mm -hmm. things to do, or I got to spend time with you, or I got to do this. And she's like, you need to learn to rest. So then it took a while, but now I'm like, "Ah, I'm going to go and uh, have some fun and get bring back some childhood memories and just let loose.
2: Oh, it's so good. Especially those old retro games. I just, (laughs) I love
0: them. (laughs) I I will say those are the best games because it was so simple.
2: It was. You look
0: at things now and there's like so many buttons that do so many things with combinations and this and that. I'm like, that's all great. I'm like, I like A, B, up, down, left, right, (laughs) you know, maybe select (laughs) that and we're good. I mean, it's simple. It's done.
2: Yeah. With some power ups and then getting some extra <laughs> lives, it, it really is a great metaphor for manifesting in the law of attraction.
0: <laughs> it is. I mean, and yeah. I love. I, I use a lot of uh, when I when I'm explaining things, um, how life is or why we, you know, I, I get more into like into deeper into the spiritual aspects, and I always talk about like it's an RPG game, a real play. I think it's a mm-hmm. real play game, real life. I forget what they call it, but anyhow, um, where you can choose a character, you get to choose this, you get to have this, you go have this experience, and you, you go yeah. have fun. And you just play the game until whenever it's done,
2: get to the different levels. And then when you're out of lives, you're out of lives.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, excuse me. Um, so I'm trying to think if I wanted to ask, Oh, crystals. That's what I wanted to get into. Oh, okay. Uh, Let, how do you use crystals? Do you use it for manifestation? Do you, how do you tap into those? Um, and do you have a, well, let's go with that. And then I'll have another question to follow.
2: Sure. Uh, I have an interesting relationship with crystals because I go through phases where I'm like, oh, I need to surround myself with crystals because it helps to amplify the energy. Mm -hmm. And then I remember that it's not necessarily about the crystals. It's more about remembering my own power. So it's like a reminder system that I get to create my own reality. And the crystals are like these little energetic support systems that you can program. You can um, just sit with. Or just as a as a vehicle for remembering that you have the power to guide your energy and your emotions.
0: I love that, and it's like it acts like a mirror for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome yeah. stuff. So, yeah. I love crystals. Do you have a favorite one that you like to use a lot or is it just more spare of the moment, what you feel?
2: Uh, it's like my kids. I have favorites on different days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the, real, the realness here. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, so when it comes to, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, when it comes to then the crystals and the energy and all that, I wanted mm-hmm. to tie into a different something else about energy management. How do you manage your energy every day because I know man and correct me if I'm wrong manifestation is all about where your energy is at
2: it is and I as a teacher I am consistently confronted with this (laughs) as I think most teachers are that that are in any specific field we're really uh, called to walk the talk and sometimes we get it right and sometimes we get it very wrong and it 's okay, and it 's just part of that that learning curve to serve at a higher level so so for me, energy management uh, is about remembering that I have a responsibility to my students and to my fans and followers to lead with love. Uh, yesterday, I actually had a very uh, awkward situation happen where I came off a coaching call and there was like all of these emotional dynamics that I needed to process, but I had to jump straight on a teaching session for my manifesting academy students. And I felt the need to cry. And my husband was teaching with me, and I'm like, I can't do this right now. And I actually walked off camera in front of 83 people crying and needing to process that. So I used that as a teaching opportunity to show the importance of being authentic, the importance that, you know, we're not made of stone. We are uh, human beings that experience emotions and different upsets in life. And it's how we deal with them and navigate that and then communicate effectively. That's the difference between me being authentic. And me not doing them a service by preventing them from seeing the truth.
0: I appreciate you for doing that too, because there's a lot of people that would try to cover that up and just show that here's my image of who um, people think me think of me as, or maybe whatever it may be. And you want to try to hold to that instead. You went and said, "I'm just, this is who I am. This is I'm human. Uh, I'm transparent. This is a This is I'm just processing. This is how I have to do it."
2: Yeah, and I understand that that was like very far from professional in that moment. But and I've never had that happen in all of the years that I've done this, and this is just very new because it happened yesterday. And that I know that I need to go in and do a clean up job from a space of authenticity and service to explain it, and to go, okay, I'm teaching you guys about manifesting. This is unfolding in real time.
0: (laughs) I love it. And and like I said, I appreciate you for it because I've been in so many circles where you see the person who doesn't, um, they're just not transparent. They put a a show up. And I think in today's energy in the world and the way things are, we're evolving in human consciousness and everything, um, we're starting to pull away from people that aren't showing authenticity, aren't showing who they really are or their humanness side to them. And so I just want to commend you for that because there's not a lot of people oh, out you. there that are doing that. And I've talked to a lot, and I, I've talked to a lot of people in the arenas, and, and it's interesting that when I I get to know them, it's like there's always this same personality kind of showing up, and it's like the same kind of stuff, and nobody wants to talk about the 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 dark side of things or what their struggles have been or what they go through and and so i Mm -hmm. commend people when they do that because it's it's really you're showing your humanness and you're being vulnerable and all those other things uh but it's just i always just say you're just being human and
2: i greatly appreciate that oh thank you i'm walking the talk and i'm i'm honored to do that because it's my mission (laughs) i i put my hand up to say yes for this and i'm gonna say yes
0: (laughs) i love it that's awesome (laughs) So when you wrote, I had this question asked, I wrote a book last year and uh, I was on a podcast and they asked this question. And ever since then, I'm like, I'm stealing that question because I really love it. When you wrote your book, The Dear, Un- when, Dear Universe, which I believe is coming out April 9th, if I'm not mistaken.
2: April the 2nd. April 2nd. It was <laughs> yeah. week for the yeah. 7th. Um,
0: <laughs> nine to 11. <laughs> that's my number. So I like that. Oh, no. wise.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Great.
0: But anywho, that's me seeking to try to make that some work. But anyhow, um, wh- who did you write the book for?
2: <clears throat> oh, I wrote the book for people that feel stuck and that need an opportunity to uh, have permission to feel what they're feeling and then move through it. So it's like having a best friend, whether you keep the book on your nightstand or in your purse or in the glove box of your car, you've got someone to turn to in your moments of need because so often we rely on other people and they feel drained by it sometimes, mm-hmm. or we don't feel like we have our own power to guide our situation. I mean, this is why like for the, the psychic services industry, for example, it's a $2 billion industry that's completely unregulated of yeah. people that are seeking advice, wanting to be told what to do. But I would love to remind people that they have the power to intuitively discern the right path of action to take.
0: I love that. I, I Again, many synchronicities today. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, again, I think that's remembering and and it just getting to know you through this episode and everything and reading all the stuff that you, you're doing. Um, it really is about returning the power back to them, having to remember the greatness of who they are. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, What inspired you to, and I think I already got the answer, but just want to ask the question anyhow, what inspired you to write the book and, and, and do it in the way you did with mini meditations and so forth?
2: I wanted to make the book a, more of a resource that could be reexplored when it needed to rather than just a book that you read once and then you know you're done with it because you've got the information. I wanted it to be something that could be referred to over and over again in times of need because yeah, you know, have you ever read a book before and it resonates like one specific chapter and then you're like, "Oh, that doesn't really resonate and then you'll revisit it and it makes sense.
0: Yes, totally.
2: So that's what I wanted to create that uh, that book that could always be used as a resource in times of need.
0: I love that more of like a, a timeless piece. Yeah. Right? Yep. Because you can read a book with knowledge, you get it at the moment. This is all it is, and it'll be good for mm-hmm. a certain period of time. And then after that time, it's there's something new that comes out that's going to kind of replace that in a sense. Um yeah. Based on just getting to know you and everything, this sounds like, and especially with emotions, uh, human emotions aren't going anywhere. I highly doubt, unless we become <laughs> some sort of robots where we become immune altogether, or somehow we lose our certain neuro- neurological centers in our brain that has has us create emotions. Uh, I don't think that's going anywhere.
2: <laughs> it's not. Well, it has been, and I'm, you know, I'm speaking from personal experience as well. As humans, we're really good at stuffing our emotions down through different vehicles of either addiction or, you know, pain points in relationships. And I think that this is a beautiful opportunity to give yourself permission to feel.
0: I love that. I appreciate you uh, for doing the work on this. I, I can't wait to yeah. check it out.
2: Thank you so much.
0: So, any, um, any, um, anything else on manifestation that I may have missed when it comes oh. to all we covered?
2: Let's see. I think we've I think we covered the full spectrum.
0: Awesome. I think we have. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, Annie, how can people get a hold of you to connect with you and check you out and everything?
2: Sure. Uh, well, where I share most of my articles, and I've got a few hundred articles now on my blog, is sarahprout.com. And the place that I absolutely love is Instagram. So you can follow me at sarahprout over there.
0: Awesome. Um, And this will be all in the show notes for everyone to uh, connect to and so forth. But Sarah, I want to say thank you for being on. I'm glad we were able to connect finally. Yes, finally.
2: Thank (laughs) you so much. It was a great conversation. You asked some really beautiful questions too. I love that.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Again, it's just the flow. I really, it's it's not me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in flow. So when you say that, I know I'm in flow.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> well, Me thank too. You that's being.
0: good. <clears throat> I, I want to just thank you for being on. It was a pleasure. Um, really, a joy. A lot of synchronicities. I could definitely have you back on again, and That'd be great. dive into some other concepts and so forth too.
2: Okay. Thank you so much.
0: And your book is coming out April second, correct? I'll have that in the oh, show notes. Right. But just want to make sure.
2: Yes. Yes. All yes.
0: right. Cool. Well, thank you, and uh, I look forward to connecting again soon.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Check us out on Twitter. The handle is DrVic21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential.